Hello everyone and welcome to Understanding Science Communication podcast episode number 17. I am Ratan and today we will discuss uh, what is happening in this new module called Science on Air and on Screen which is all about science on air and on screen, radio and television making uh, podcasts, uh, radio shows, films videos, sound editing, interviewing and things like that. Very excited to talk about all of them and something about uh, radio shows as well. So let's go. module started on uh, last Monday which is um, I would say about 10th or something um, something like that um, and the first things we learned were about um, podcasting lots of information about podcasting um, different types of podcasts um, there was a question uh, which we had to answer. The question was, find out a podcast that has a community attached to it. A community that cultivates a community. And I answered it in the forums as um, um, the Mindscape podcast by Sean Carroll uh, on the um the reason that he does monthly AMAs where he answers all of the questions posed to him. All of the questions. These are usually three hour long podcasts. And uh, uh, quite interesting actually. All the questions, most of the questions are physics related because he's a physicist. Uh, but some of them are about philosophy, about. Um, his life, his work, his work in Col Caltech, Caltech, how do you say it, California Institute of Technology, and why he left and all those things, and um, other podcast guests, and their um, things that they talk about, they have already talked about. Very interesting. So, all in all, quite an interesting week, because as you know, I've been uh, podcasting and making videos. Um, so this topic is actually the reason I started doing um, this course, uh, Science Communication, uh, so that I could find people who are uh, similarly inclined, um, needing some other people to um, collaborate. And uh, here is hoping I get some more collaborators. Malcolm Love is uh, one of the instructors who is um, has worked for BBC creating uh, TV shows, interviews uh, with scientists and other people, and um, he's been um, he has he's had a big career in um, that field. Uh, he was talking about one of, in one of his sessions um, on radio shows. He was talking about how. A lot of the times where we feel or we think that the creator, the radio personality, the host 
is uh, just uh, improvising um just talking normally are moments uh, which are uh, quite scripted and uh, because they are so talented and they are so practiced in that art of uh, radio interviews and radio talk, radio shows that they can make it feel like it's um um oh, what's that word what's that interesting word extempore extemporaneous um when it's not it's most of the times it is um scripted and uh, malcolm love um beautiful name actually i would love some some name like that no um you're bound to be successful if you have that name no anyway i'm not saying that's the only reason he's successful um um but uh, i was surprised to find that out i thought um that's one of the um things i have to develop in me as you can see it's barely uh, there um it's barely um usable my voice my way of speaking it's quite uh, i mumble a lot i Uh, do a lot of ums and ahs uh, my grammar is atrocious when i am uh, speaking from um, just uh, what's that what is the best way to say improvise extemporaneous um when i'm just speaking without uh, any script unscripted um so i thought it's uh, something um, that i really need to develop which i think i do really need to develop um, but that's not shouldn't stop me from creating quality content because a lot of people just script use scripts and uh, he mentioned malcolm love uh, mentioned that um, to be someone who can just talk quite um very nicely with in, very interesting phrases and uh, beautiful voice uh, without any errors uh, without any script is a genius and no one is a genius like that um, unless you are one of the one in a billion people who can do that uh, then what are you doing uh, here uh, go do some uh, tv i think anyway um so that made me think of um when i was first starting my youtube channel i actually did not plan to start a youtube channel my first um plan was to create a podcast a radio show a podcast show kind of like a radio lab where i will script heavily edit the show uh, make a story and edit the show and uh, get interviews from people uh, from scientists and make a a radio show radio lab style podcast show but uh, for some reason i realized to do that i need to understand the mechanics of storytelling and uh, in order to do that i thought of going into video and youtube is going to give me a lot more feedback from people uh, i don't I, i don't know why i thought so but uh, it made sense at that time 
and um, I realized I personally consume a lot more video on science on YouTube, three, four minute long videos and uh, um, my podcast, uh, radio podcast, my my um, listening of Radio Lab is not that uh, frequent. So I realized let's just go. I didn't know anything better. I just pushed myself into making videos, which has turned out well. I've learned quite a few things about video making, shooting yourself in front of the camera, video editing, audio editing, animation, uh, how to how to tell a story properly so as not to bore people, how to keep the pace, how to um, use cuts and uh, 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 quick cuts to your advantage to portray a point. Um, a lot of interesting things I've learned, um, uh, but I realize I should go back to a little bit of, uh, making, uh, an audio only scripted show. And I have actually written half of it. Uh, it's on Michael Levin's podcast, not Michael Levin's podcast, actually Mindscape podcast uh, by Sean Carroll uh, with guest Michael Levin, uh, who talks about uh, planaria, which is a flat worm, a type of flat worm, and how if you cut them, they regenerate. And they regenerate in a very interesting manner. They can actually they can actually regenerate. If you cut them in two parts, both of those parts will regenerate into two separate worms. 100% of the times, it's a crazy survival mechanism. Is it, it's, is, it, it's, is it even survival mechanism at that point? It's, isn't it just uh, the way... Actually, that's the way they reproduce half of the time. They do, they, they do lay eggs and have sexual reproduction, but they also reproduce just by splitting themselves uh, in two because they, they, they are crazy worms. Their genome is a mess. Their genome is a big mess. They are mixoploids, which means they have... Each cell in their body might have just different chromosomes. Um, it's a crazy, mutated, messed up genetic code. But their anatomy is rock solid. 100% of the times they will regrow if cut in two pieces. They can regrow from 1 to 79th part of their body into a full worm. Uh, fascinating creatures. This was scientists were trying to understand them and uh, trying to figure them out, and that's the story of that and how they managed to do something, uh, change a little bit of their uh, bioelectricity in uh, so that they regenerate not with one head and a tail, but with two heads, which is crazy. <laughs> they could just change a little bit of the the biochemistry and tell them to regenerate into two heads which is a fascinating story and an apt topic for the first radio show which i'm trying to make as quickly as possible i was hoping this podcast would be that show actually but i realize i'm not that uh, quick in making stuff and i am um this is um this is uh 
I can't fulfill the promise of uh, having new podcasts every other day if I stop to do that but hopefully in a couple of episodes I will bring that to your fore um we also talked about interviewing people um a big session by an andrew who is uh, andrew glester who is um a podcast host himself he is um he has uh, three podcasts um two podcasts which are um two podcasts actually one is his own cosmic shed one is uh, something he does for um an organization um that podcast is called what is it called physics uh, physics something um forgot about it anyway sorry andrew if you're listening um and um so he has a lot of uh, interesting uh, takes on how to interview people how to approach people how to ask people for interviews how to expand your podcast how to very interesting fascinating um, i i love these last two weeks of studies um, this is just in my zone it's just just i wouldn't even um care about getting good marks in this this is what i want to do interview people and create podcasts and just get somehow get paid <laughs> for paid to do that and good news and i'll just end on that uh, keep this short for today i have three uh, three interviews lined up three interviews lined up to do it's fascinating three interviews one is uh, one you already know um William Dartnell uh, who's a student of uh, Jim Vafidis who has been uh, studying uh, and researching Ash Dieback you've already discussed that second interview is a PhD student who I met in Capoeira called Adam uh, I don't know his last name yet um I've met him a few times he's um, his PhD is in geology and he agreed to do a podcast with me um after going through andrew's um discussion of how to approach people for interviews um and his answer on just approach them just just ask them what's 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 going to happen just ask them so i asked him hey i'm a science communicator as you know you are a phd student we have things in common and i want to ask you for an interview and he said yes and um um we are going to do that soon hopefully um but i have a test coming up so maybe after that and the third podcast is given to me or sorry the third third interview is given to me by andrew himself uh for love and science a podcast or uh, it's not a podcast actually it's a radio show love and science uh, the love in that name is actually malcolm love uh that's um he started that and but now he's moved away from it so it's uh, up to andrew now what to do with it and one of the segments in probably one of the radio shows is going to be a 15 minute interview performed by me i guess um uh on and the 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 guests are going to be 
these two researchers that have started a company called Albotherm or something. It's a material which changes uh, transparency based on its temperature. And their claim is that it can be used to reduce energy consumption for cooling. Um, the technology itself is quite fascinating and I'd love to talk about that. Um, um, how did they make such a material that can uh, change transparency based on its um, uh, temperature and apparently it's tunable you can tune that property up and down based on uh, what you want the technology is fascinating but I'm skeptical about uh, their claims that it can reduce um, thermal consumption or energy consumption in buildings and agriculture and uh, offices and homes because uh, it's it's either going to be a transparent glass or it's going to work as a an opaque 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 wall so if your requirement is mostly opaque walls just have an opaque wall why do you need that new material if your uh, if your requirement is mostly uh, heating up through the sunlight just have a glass wall and cover it with um, blinds if you don't want set up a blind set up blind set up an arduino with a servo motor that pulls and pushes the the curtain uh, what do you call that the curtain um, chain in order to open or close the um, curtains it's quite easy to do you can set it up with uh, to respond to sensors it takes a little bit of electricity but it's not that much it's quite arbitrarily small it's not a lot and um, yeah I don't understand I need to really ask them I'm skeptical about their claims that it will help in uh, it's not going to help in cooling it took to actually cool a building you need electricity you can't just do that with the opaque walls so I don't know what they're talking about but it's going to be a fascinating uh, interview anyway um, that because of the first part the technology itself is so interesting and I want to dig deeper into its mechanism and how it works and what is this type of material and what happens at, at that level of that, at the molecular level or whatever level how does it switch from transparency to opaqueness and uh, that'll be interesting and um, uh, a lot to talk about there but um, still I'll, I need to be I need to show some skepticism towards uh, their claims which will be interesting and uh, um, they have um, yet to mail me more information about it and uh, once they do I'll report back thanks for listening it's been a fascinating uh, couple of days uh, since I got the mail from Andrew about um, uh, doing a podcast uh, doing an interview sorry and uh, I'm excited quite excited and uh, that's all for now thanks for listening Bye-bye.